Thank you so much for being here this evening, this afternoon actually. We welcome you to our chapel service. We gather every Tuesday and every Thursday. And um, this is one of the important moments I feel in the life of the college. You know, you're in your classrooms, you're studying hard, you're writing papers, you're researching, you're doing all the things that are required of you so that you can get that degree. And um, that's good. And we want you to do the best that you, very, that you can. But we want to mention to you that um, the moorings of this college are the spiritual tenants. And that's, this is one of those avenues where we can come together, we can uh, listen to beautiful music being played and enter in worship. God loves when we just put aside our day and just, you know, want to just, as Mary did, sit at his feet. So thank you for being here today. And um, I'm delighted, uh, the speaker that we have today with us, she's not a stranger here, she's been here before. But I want to ask Dr. Turk, our provost, to do the honors today in introducing her. Thanks, Dr. Hammond. Our speaker today is Jennifer Jones Austin, a child and family advocate. Um, she's the chief executive officer and executive director of the Federation of Protestant Welfare Agencies, an anti-poverty policy and advocacy organization with over 200 member human service agencies operating throughout the city. Prior to joining FPWA, Ms. Jones Austin served as Senior Vice President of United Way, New York City, Family Services Coordinator for Mayor Bloomberg, Deputy Commissioner for the New York City Administration of Children's Services, Civil Rights Deputy Borough Chief for Attorney General Elliot Spitzer, and Vice President for Learn Now Edison Schools Incorporated. She has chaired and served on several influential boards and commissions, including serving as co-chair of New York City Mayor de Blasio's Transition, chair of New York City Procurement Policy Board, and co-chair of the New York State Supermarket Commission. She currently serves as board member of the National Marrow Donor Program, the New York Blood Center, and the New York City Board of Correction, and the Fund for Public Housing and serves on the Young Men and Young Women's Initiative Advisory Boards. And finally, the Mayor's Clergy Advisory Council. Please give a warm welcome to Ms. Jennifer Jones Austin. We saw each other at Fishkill Correctional Facility this past um, March. Where um, Miss like Jones Austin delivered one of the best commencement addresses ever. <laughs> Thank you. Good afternoon. Good early evening. It's uh, good to be here with you all. It's always a blessing when I get to come and spend some time with you. And every time I come, I promise myself that I'm going to get back sooner than when maybe I'm invited to speak again. And I have not yet made good on that promise to myself. Uh, and it's a promise that I want to keep for myself because every time I come, I am, I'm here to share a word, but I actually am so moved and enriched by the experience that I have while being here with you before I share a word. And I think today I cheated myself because I didn't quite know exactly where I was going, and so I missed out on some of it, so we may have to do this sooner, sooner than uh, later again. So, good evening. Is it evening yet? Does it qualify? I don't know. It's early evening. 
um, early evening. Good early evening. That's the new term that we're coming up with. Um, I wanted to come this evening and just kind of talk to you from the heart. You know, sometimes we prepare remarks and uh, we want to make sure we hit on certain things. What I wanted to do today was maybe just kind of pour out of myself kind of where I am today and maybe you'll find it relatable and we can find some common ground and we can find in that common ground uh, unity and uh, we for, like, kind of fortify ourselves and just be uh, affirmed in our faith and our beliefs about what God intends and how we're living. So that's what we're going to do for like the next 10, 12, 14 minutes or so. Good deal? Good deal. So, um, I look whooped, right? It's been a rough, rough, rough fall. Uh, I entered September looking at my schedule and thinking, okay, this is going to let up in a month. And then I got to the middle of September and I began looking at October and I said, oh, okay, this is going to let up like at the end of October. And then now I find myself nearing the end of October and realizing, no, we're kind of going all the way to January uh, with a whole lot of action-packed days. And what do action-packed days look like? They look like um, beginning Sunday morning, right? You know, like I grew up in a house where the start of your week was actually Sunday. And that was a lot about being, you know, getting into the mindset of, you know, like worshiping and being with God and seeing that as kind of your anchor for the days that would follow. Well, nowadays I get up on Sunday mornings at 5 o'clock and I do a radio show on WBLS. Uh, WBLS has a radio show titled Open Mind where I sit with uh, an all-male cast and myself and we talk about the issues in this nation and the issues in, uh, in communities that concern us, low-income black and brown communities. And we talk about a variety of issues. People call in. Well, I get up and I do that, and then I go to church. And then I try to figure out, like, you know, how to spend time with my family for the rest of the day. And then Monday begins, and it's just, you know, one meeting after the next, and there's usually some meeting that carries me into the night. And then Tuesday, the same happens, and there's an event or a speaking engagement, or there's a board meeting. And I go through the whole week like this, and I try to save, I tell myself, I try to save one evening for me and for my family where I'm home by 5.36 p.m. Hasn't been happening of late. And then what happens is Saturday rolls around and I just wanna like let everything go. But now it's time to be ever more present in my family's lives and be attentive to them. And so I'm finding myself right now kind of like that um, gerbil, right, on the wheel. I just keep going and going and going. And I'm trying to make sense of it. Anybody ever have like days or weeks like that? Am I on my own? I'm not by myself. Thank you. Okay, because you're all looking at me like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> and I've learned that other people are looking at me and they're looking at what I'm doing. And I found out that two very good friends of mine were having a conversation about me just last week. And they were talking about how I'm going, going, going. So I'm working, and I believe I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm on these boards. I'm you know, now on the radio. I've got a book that I'm on tour with, and I'm sometimes up in the air and down in the air. Just two weeks ago, I was in four different cities, book and work stuff. Like literally, I was in Atlanta, Detroit, Dallas, 
and then I was in um, New Jersey, and then back to New York. And this was all like one, one day, right after the next, right? So up, down, up, down, up, down. All these two friends are talking about me, about how much I'm going. And one of them, and they also they both care a lot about me, right? And one said to the other, I think she needs to see a therapist. I think she needs to see a therapist. Now, I don't have any problem with therapy. I'm just gonna put it right out there. I believe that God has put people on this earth to help us, right? What I learned was that they continued to talk and what they were saying is that some of you may know, um, you may not know that I had cancer, uh, was given 48 hours uh, after being diagnosed, given 48 hours to live. I survived, but then I was on this hellish journey for about a year and a half to um, find a cure for my disease. I needed a bone marrow transplant. Ultimately, did not get a bone marrow transplant. I got a cord blood transplant. That was 10 years ago, so I'm good. I'm very good. Um, and what I heard they were saying was, we think she's trying to like outrun death. These are my friends. And I had to correct them when I learned what they were saying. I said, no, I'm not trying to outrun or cheat death, but I am trying to make the most of the time that I have and to do the work that I believe that God has purposed me to do and actually left me here on this earth to do. I've said before and I've written about it, I believe God gives us life to help fulfill his purposes. And when we fulfill them, he calls us home. Not a moment before, not a second later. When we've done all that God intends for us to do, we fulfilled our purposes and he calls us home. So I've adopted this new term for myself. Two nights ago I was at a dinner and I was asked to describe myself in five words. I'll make you laugh, I'm a lawyer. And my family says that sometimes I get on their nerves because I'm extremely literal. So they say, describe yourself in five words. And other people in the room begin saying, I am uh, thoughtful, I am considerate, I am kind, I am uh, lazy, uh, and I love to eat. And I'm like, that sounds like 30 words, right? <laughs> because I thought they meant five words, right? So when they told us to describe yourself in five words, yeah, immediately what came to mind was exhausted, but living with purpose. Exhausted, but living with purpose. Now I'm gonna leave you all, and I'm gonna go and I have to do, I'm gonna get myself together and I have to do a TV taping for about an hour. And then I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna enjoy my children and my husband, and I'm gonna get in bed at around 10 o'clock. I'm gonna get my rest, and I'm gonna get back up tomorrow. I'll go to the gym, and then I'll go and I'll give a speech, and then I'm gonna take an afternoon and spend it with my husband in a weekend. I get my rest. But when I'm supposed to be running for the Lord, then I'm supposed to run. If there's a work that he intends for me to do, then he's prepared me to do it, and he's going to cover me to do it. Exhausted, but living with purpose. So I wanna talk about purpose for just a few minutes. Purpose and calling. I heard a good friend last night preaching. Uh, I was watching him on live stream. He was in Dallas preaching. 
And he was talking about everybody being called. Everybody being called by God to do a certain thing. In my world, that's called purpose. Now he went on and he said, by calling, I don't mean that everybody's supposed to be standing in somebody's pulpit preaching the gospel. But everybody has a ministry. If God gave you life, there's something that he intends, some of us would say she intends, for you to do on this earth. And your objective in life should be to ever be in search of fulfilling that purpose and then making sure that your steps are in pursuit of that purpose, right? So my journey is one that God spoke to me when I was in law school and said, I want you to work on behalf of my vulnerable children. I was 22 years old at the time. I'm now 51 and I've been blessed to do that work. But how was I sure that God was talking to me? And that's what I want to talk about, purpose. How did I know it wasn't just me? Right? Because sometimes we have desires for ourselves. And we want to say that's God's intention for us, but it's really what we desire. How did I know? How did I know? It was because God was opening my eyes to things I had never seen before. And he was causing me to challenge and test myself. I was in a situation where I was in law school and everybody said, you should be a corporate lawyer, or maybe you should go work in public defense. And I kept feeling, that's not it, that's not it. And I even found myself, while I was saying that's not it, still going on the interviews. Sometimes I would like, you know, kill it in a good way, and sometimes I would bomb completely. And I started to realize, why am I so inconsistent? Maybe this isn't it, right? But I kept going because people kept telling me that's what I was supposed to do. And inconsistency kept showing it up at every turn. But then I started seeing that doors were opening. Doors that I had not even attempted to open on my own. And they were doors that were leading me to a greater understanding of the experiences of children in America. Children who have families, children who do not have families, children who are abused and neglected, children who go to bed hungry at night. And I realized that what was happening was like, God was kind of pouring, he was pouring into me something that I was not actually looking to receive. And the more he poured in, and the less I resisted, the clearer things became. I heard my friend say last night, you can resist your calling, but you can't outrun it. You can resist your calling, but you can't outlive it. The calling will still be with you even maybe after you've died. God may be angry with you for not fulfilling it, but he'll still show mercy. So I've been living trying to be in pursuit of this calling. And for me, it's been clearer than it has been for some of my friends. My husband struggles still at 53, trying to make sure he's living what God intends for him, all right? But what I tell him all the time and what I tell my friends and what I'm gonna tell you all, my new friends, is that you really need to be in pursuit of this calling, right? And the way that you do that is by constantly seeking God, finding Him, searching, praying to Him for clarity and for guidance, and in your work, being earnest and being sincere about it. 
and saying, Lord, take away from me those things that are not for me and show me what is. It may take a while, but once you start ridding yourself of that clutter, the things that you want for yourself that are not necessarily what God intends for you, then things will start to become clearer and clearer and clearer. Are you with me? Yes. I'm going to make you laugh. Uh, there was an article that came out in a paper. I haven't even talked about this publicly. came out two days ago in a paper, a New York City paper. Uh, and uh, a friend of mine, or a colleague, sent it to me via text and said, this is so cool. This is really cool. Are you considering? Chris, do you know about this? <laughs> You're looking at me. I don't know if you know about this. It was an article featuring women who people believe are going to run for the mayor of New York City. And so I mentioned this in this as somebody who is rumored to be running for the mayor of New York City. There's a statement in it from me that was kind of a, a flippant but yet sincere statement. I was at an event about two weeks ago and I'm, I've been having people say to me, are you running for mayor? And I'm like, no, that's rumor, that's rumor. Well, somebody asked me, and I said, here's the deal. I said, I kind of live in the space of looking for signs from God. And all over the course of my life, he's given me signs when I'm supposed to do a certain thing. I haven't yet gotten that sign, but if I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> that's what was in the article. My first thought, was when people started calling me, it was, oh my goodness, right? And then they started saying, oh, you've left the door open. I was like, no, I was trying to shut it. I was trying to shut it. And then I worried. And this is sometimes what happens to us as believers. Sometimes we begin to doubt a little bit. I worried about whether or not that statement would make me sound like a kook. You know, here I am supposed to be this professional woman, right? And if people think that I could be mayor, Right, then I'm supposed to have a, you know, be, be like smart and strategic and, you know, have a method and a method to my madness about how I move through the world. I'm supposed to be deliberate and intentional. And what's going to happen when people read this paper and they read that I say that I look for signs, right? And I said I look for signs from God, right? What are they going to think? Oh, we thought that she had a, you know, she, she, she wasn't like kind of playing out there in la-la land. And so I started asking people, do you think they really knew that that was kind of tongue-in-cheek? Like, what do you think? And they said, that's you. And I realized, that is me. If God wants me to be mayor, he's going to send me a sign. Right? It's not going to be my ego. It's not going to be this person or that person saying, yeah, yeah, you should do it. We want to run you. Why do you want to run me? You want to run me because you think I'm a horse, right? You think I fit some profile. You're not necessarily really seeing me and what God has for me and what I believe that God has for me. You just believe this, this serves your purpose, right? And so I started thinking, it's okay. It's okay for them to know that I look for signs from God because that then knows that he that helps me to appreciate he's ordering my steps. So I've been talking here, there, and everywhere. What do I want you to take from this? I want you to take that it's okay to sometimes be tired and to not beat yourself up for being tired if 
that exhaustion comes from doing the work that you believe God intends for you to do. So as a student, and possibly even a working student, you may be whooped. You may be exhausted. You may not look as bad as me right now. But there may be those moments. And I just want you to check in with yourself and ask yourself, am I on this journey because I believe that I am purposed? Am I on this journey just running, running, running because I believe that this is what God intends for me right now? And if that is the case, then you need to take comfort and be confident in knowing that he has given you all that you need to run this leg of the race. That he will hold you and he will keep you and he will restore your energy and your strength so that you can keep going to do the work that he's purposed you to do. What is that line? If he brought you to it, he's going to bring you through it. So keep that in mind. It's okay to be exhausted if you're living with purpose. The other thing to keep in mind is that, like me, you're not crazy, right? You're just living in the moment in the way that you believe God intends for you to live in the moment. And the third thing I want you to take away is that everybody under the sun may have designs for your life. People are gonna come to you as they see your value, your talent, your strength, your capacity. And some are gonna to try to put you in places that they believe you should be in. And then you're gonna have some friends who are gonna to try to tell you you need some help. Maybe you do, I don't know. <laughs> what I want you to hold on to is God. Try to be ever present with God. Seek God, seek knowledge, seek understanding in Him. Seek clarity. Pray to Him and say, Lord, I don't know if this is what you have for me, but give me a sign. Right? And who knows how that sign may come to you. But trust and believe that if he wants to get a message to you, you're going to get it. And the last thing I'll say to you is that if you hear I'm running for mayor, it's because God gave me a sign. Nothing, nothing else. Are you encouraged? Yes. All right. I'll see you maybe in a few months. Thank you. Oh, I thought you were running for mayor. No. 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 This is a good lady. She has a good heart. Did you hear, the, hear her heart speaking? Yes. So we want to just, um, I just felt I wanted to pray for her. That whatever God's perfect will is for her, that it will come to pass. Would you join with me? Yes. Lord, we want to lift up this precious uh, lady of God, Jennifer Austin Jones. And um, I thank you for her. I thank you for her service to the community. I thank you for her service to, to even the nation. And uh, Lord, you see all of her efforts. You see her passion. And uh, boy, I'm so happy, Lord, that she reminded us that it's okay to be exhausted. But uh, let's make sure we check ourselves that it's in the purposes of God. So Father, we lift her up to you today. You know the secret desires of her heart for not only herself, but for her husband and for her family. So we are reminded today that as she delights herself in you, you will give her the very desires of her heart. So we pray, God, for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit in her life, 
that as she continues to travel and to uh, serve on boards and to do all the things that you have called her, you will give her the strength to do it, Father. And so we just again thank you for her coming by Nyack this evening to encourage all of us here today. Bless her, Lord. And uh, I know where she's going to be tomorrow. She's going to be in front of a lot of people sharing. So I pray that you'll give her a good night's rest and that you'll give her a, a wonderful, fresh touch of the Master for tomorrow. So we thank you for all of this. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Thank you. 